Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of the Time In Podcast. Last week is very special because we're joined by the guys from Pod Wars Podcast. How are you doing, Gary and Justice? Awesome. I'm doing great. Good stuff, guys. Really glad to have you on. Unfortunately, your other co-host, Evan, couldn't make it this week. That's correct. Yeah, he values uh, his newborn child more than us. We're not there, sure. but... Well, I mean, we still think it's dumb. <laughs> we'll be complaining to him directly as soon as we've finished recording. So, <laughs> I will be a Karen and ask for his area manager's information. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, usually, when we get a guest on, what we ask is, "What are you drinking?" And we understand time zones are slightly different. It's eight pm UK time, two pm Central time for you guys are. So, what is it you guys are drinking at the moment, Gary? Well, I am drinking Glen Moranchi scotch in honor of the occasion. Yes. Um, Going hard, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's two in the afternoon, and I've had very little to drink of water-wise, so this is already hitting me in a few sips. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. That's what I like what do you got, Jeffers? And I, I'm drinking a beer brewed in Chicago. It's called Ninja vs. Unicorn Double IPA India Pale Ale. Oh, nice. And just for you guys, I'll crack it open here. Oh, go for it. Yes, that's is the there, Is there a sweeter sound no. than a can being cracked? No. That is the question. <laughs> Hearing the good news that your baby's born, okay. Hearing this noise, oh my God, that's top tier. That's just a, a Czech lager, Budvar, that I'm having. And Bundy, what is it you're having? I am drinking Angry Orchard Hard Cider. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for sponsorship. Oh, wait, you know? that, wait, this is a thing. You, you guys don't really have cider, do, or is that... Really? Uh, no, we, we have cider. Do. Well, we're also... I mean, Justice, not anymore. Like, I live in Wisconsin, which is like... Mm-hmm. You guys mentioned the stereotype for Scots. The same stereotype is for Wisconsin. Like, you can't, <laughs> you can't throw a stone without hitting a brewery when you're in this state. Yeah, like be thrown. I think like Miller Lights, like that's where the, they big, uh, brew it there. Like they have the huge factory in Milwaukee, so it's you know, beer there is you know, it's Jesus and then beer. So and the <laughs> See, obviously we like we get a lot of American culture and American stuff over in, in Scotland, and so far um, there seems to be a takeover of Bud Light seltzers and White Claw. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so, the best, uh, the best seltzers, truly. Just gotta say. <laughs> well, seeing as we are here to talk about Pod Wars and and the Star Wars universe, I thought we could begin, obviously, with the drinks. But then, by asking you guys to tell us a bit about how you got into podcasting and tell us a bit about your podcast. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, Evan's not here, but um, Evan a couple of years ago was kind of um, he's, he was in a band called colonnades and really wanted to, uh, you know, start something new, start a podcast. And the whole purpose of the podcast was so that he could interview people um, that is just, you know, making content, whether it be art, music, um, comics, video games, it doesn't really matter. You just want to interview people to get like their perspective. Um, but since we were so new, we weren't really getting a whole lot of interviews. So we kind of also all had the same love for star Wars. So we, started doing these like he would interview his friends one week and then the next week we would do star wars podcast and then it kind of just slowly transitioned into this <laughs> star wars podcast consistently fully and then uh but now we're getting big enough where we're getting you know some pretty cool interviews like we just interviewed someone who was on the force awakens um he was a one of the senior animators mm-hmm. so uh 
um that's kind of like what we're what we do we like to talk about star wars marvel what about you gary what do you think yeah uh i mean you had the luck of joining in on the first podcast I jumped in later because you guys were like, hey, let's do a podcast on The Phantom Menace. And I'm like, if you do a prequel podcast without me, I will be pissed. So I jumped in on that one, and that was glorious. Yeah, we're uh, we're definitely a podcast that is all about, uh, that love, loves the prequels. Um, and one of the things that we tried to do is um, we tried to break down each movie into two parts and then build it up to like where we recorded immediately after episode nine came out. Um, so if you like look at the history of our podcast, it's kind of like we have a little random things where we go and see Marvel movies or we go and see some DC movies, but it's generally us just going and like walking through and then somehow arguing about the last Jedi until we get to the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. It says very similar to ourselves way aim podcast to be discussions, but it turns out to be arguments in a sense. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the way it ends up. Yeah. But, like, even though we do, like, a lot of Star Wars and Marvel, it's funny. Our most popular episode by far, like, it's not even close, is one on the super old YouTube series, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. You guys ever heard of that YouTube series? Never no. heard of it, no. Oh, it's, my word. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like uh, Sesame Street meets, like, I don't even know. It, it's so, like, mind-boggling. It's, it's like uh, Sesame Street meets, like sinister or the exorcist it's really freaking weird and we recorded that thinking there's not a chance in hell anyone's gonna listen to this because <laughs> that was by still our most popular by far it's, no, it's like it's good it's good <laughs> it's like six episodes that you can find on youtube you should look them up and each one starts off with like oh we're gonna like each one starts off with a you know like a normal sesame street show where there's like a like a different puppet and then we're gonna sing about i don't know technology or love or whatever and then as like the episode gets on it just gets twisted and twisted and it's like there's like a super meta thing about like it's describing like how our society really is and it just gets like really wild and like you can break it down and there's all these different videos and like what's going on so yeah it's that's probably our most that is by I far just, our most popular podcast i just looked it up just as you were talking to you because i was like going to like like save it for later and uh, it turns out that over here in the uk it was actually broadcast on channel four which TV. is like um like a a really big broadcaster it's just a weird name yeah. channel four <laughs> um but yeah so it turns out that that was actually a really big series Publicly over here as well over here it was dead popular that's crazy yeah. we'll need to watch that um i should note that uh, our co-host Craig at the moment isn't with us because he has a surprise birthday. I think we were more aware that it was happening than he was, so obviously he can't be here, but he's he was dead keen to meet you guys, so we'll maybe need to catch up again or get another episode at some point down the line. Um, for, oh, yeah. any, for anyone who hasn't listened to Pod Wars before, I would highly recommend it because you've learned some crazy stuff. You might think you're a Star Wars fan, but you listen to some of this stuff, and they do great interviews. I mean, the the sound episode was it two episodes ago but yeah uh, the, it was two interviews ago but i think it was make, maybe three or four episodes Something ago like that yeah with uh rick beers the sound effects guy for what call of duty halo all yeah. kinds of stuff oh my god like, that yeah. was hilarious when he was telling the story i won't i won't spoil it but when he was telling the scrapyard story i was crying with laughter driving to work. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was agonizing the, to hear that story. the thing that i really enjoy as well is that you guys seem to have like the naming of your episodes down like because 
I, I like obviously when when we were like looking at at, at your guys' podcast, um, I was like, oh, I, I, I'm gonna have a listen to some episodes, and it was like the one that stuck out to me was Scooby Doo in the Wizard Wizarding World of Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> and then it, there was like another one that was like. <laughs> Um, Palpatine was a clone, and obviously that like I'm seeing that and like thinking of it in a certain way, and I'm just because I knew that when obviously that happened in Star Wars and there was the whole Palpatine was a clone. I remember me being angry, so I just when I listened to it, I just imagined probably you, Gary, to be honest, just shouting the title <laughs> of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who came up with this. I know Justice came up with the Wizarding World of Star Wars. And we're like, okay, that was pretty great. Honestly, that's like one of the hardest things a podcast is just come up with episode names because you want to be clever, but also have people know what the hell you're talking about. Right? Because well, we've ruined it because we name the episodes first about the topic so people know, and then the description usually involves some of the shit that happens during the episode, whereas I think the smart thing to do is probably name it afterwards. Because uh, even, like, uh, even, like, on your, on your more recent ones, I was looking and I, I, I had, like, like it's almost like clickbait because I had to listen to it, but when I seen Mando <laughs> and his baby teeth, I was like, right, hold on. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> Which is really cool. So that's why I think that, obviously, when, when, we, guy, when we started listening to your guys' podcast, um, it was something that you know the the overall kind of base of it being Star Wars was something that spoke to us quite quite well, and the fact that you guys seem to just be three guys that like to have a laugh, you know, get on really well, and are really knowledgeable in what you guys are talking about. So yeah, it was a, a no brainer. So I, I'm glad that you guys have agreed to to come on and and yeah, speak any time. So I love just coming on and talking about the stuff that we love. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we thought about a format for this because obviously you guys deep dive into specific topics with your podcast, whereas what we do is we talk about things that people have put a lot of time into, hence the title, and um, you guys have obviously put a lot of time into the Star Wars universe as it is, and we thought we could discuss each trilogy at a time, the Mandalorian, and then the games. So if we start firstly with episodes four, five, and six... I was I was just wondering if you guys could tell us your favourite scene or pivotal moment and one thing you would change about that trilogy. Uh, that's like sacrilegious to say change it <laughs> to the original right. trilogy. You can say you can say nothing. That's fine. That's that's if it, if you think it's a masterpiece, I'm cool with it. Well, I mean, it's you'll listeners to our podcast will know that we think like it's a masterpiece, but it also has flaws, like. Um, one thing we mentioned in our prequel podcast is how everyone's hating on the prequels for, of course, like Hayden Christensen, the guy who played Anakin, is kind of a whiny SOB and really annoying. But yeah. Luke is whiny as hell in <laughs> New Hope. He's like complaining about one go and get some power converters and sounds like he's just like 12 years old. Couldn't agree more. Uh, the thing is, as well, like I'm glad that you guys have that stance because I am also in the prequels fan club. Because it's like I seen that the the um they said that Hayden Christensen might be going on to another project for Star Wars, and I was like, oh yeah, I'd be okay with that. I think. I mean, I I don't know about you guys, but we grew up as the prequels were released, so mm. they were the Star Wars movies that you knew at the time. Whereas I think a lot of people have some nostalgia associated with the originals. 
So. Yeah, the, the the first movie I ever saw in theaters was The Phantom Menace. And I remember like the sitting there in like a really dinky theater in Freeport, Illinois. And I remember the red coming up for The Phantom Menace and then like episode one and the credits scrolling and or the, the crawl. And yeah, it, it blew my mind. And then the Darth Maul was just so cool. So oh. cool. So, yeah, no, I we grew up. We we're definitely like if you ask us, we'd probably say that. You know, we, we we give a lot of praise to the original trilogy, but we also love the the prequels. Yeah, I mean, I don't think oh, there's yeah. particularly a there's there's not one set of trilogies that is terrible. They're all really good movies. It's just that people maybe pick more flaws with the prequels than the others. Uh, I don't know. Some people are really uh, not liking the sequel trilogy, but we'll get into that when we get yeah, to the... We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. That's <laughs> why we left it till last. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but let's let's take a step back to that like original trilogy. Justice, you always talk about your love for Empire. Yeah. my my By far my favorite episode um, is episode five. Um, I mean, I say it every single time we I can get a chance, but it literally changed the landscape of cinema um, with that huge reveal of who Darth vader is um you know you, you like not that episode four's lightsaber battle wasn't cool um that's the thing that i would change is the obi-wan versus darth vader lightsaber i know with technology at that time they couldn't really do a whole lot but um the the lightsaber battles that you see in five and six are just like awesome they're awesome mm -hmm. and so um i love five and there's so many good like force nuggets that you get to learn about like, what is this force thing what is this thing that yoda is trying to you know teach luke and then you have that scene where he goes into the the goes into the tree and he's fighting like darth vader and then he cuts off the head and it's himself and you're just like oh man it's ah i just we can't talk about it enough yeah it's, it's it's very well done i mean personally i think the the lore and the comedy and the and those three movies excel any comedy in episodes one, two, and three. The the visual effects, I suppose, are where I would say it sort of pulls it back. Obviously, I mean, there's a huge gap between the two movies, two two trilogies being filmed. What do you think, Bundy? I think that, um, like like you've said, just this, it's, it's, it's something that, um, like, when you watch episodes four, five, or six, and you think, like, being being there at that time, like that was like light years ahead at, at that time and to, to be able to watch it back in its current state right now and still be like oh my god like this is amazing it's something not very many films can do mm -hmm. but then when you have like the depth of characters because like even if we take Han Solo for example he's, he's been in all the episodes uh, like in terms of four five and six uh, and, and a, a lot of the other ones but uh, like he has been young and old and then mm -hmm. like the Han Solo that we know and love. And when you have that uh, one character or mu well, multiple characters really that has that much depth to them because of essentially three films that you can transcend it, it's just unreal. So if Yeah, and they, and they did a really good job of letting um, people write books to extend those universes and really like build those characters up. Um, which I think really was beneficial when they went back and made the prequels like that extended universe, as much as we kind of talk about how it's, there's, there's some good and there's some bad when the really good is extremely good. And that's why they pulled a lot of stuff in the sequel trilogy. So I think, um, having those books really, 
um, you were, like you were saying, added to the depth of the characters. Le- the the thing that I also really like as well is that when you think of like how it changed cinema and, and everything like that, what you were saying, Justice, it's 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 exactly right because when I watch a film and it's like just loads and loads of CGI, I think of two franchises that done it so much better, and that is Star Wars. And Lord of the Rings because really there wasn't there was a lot of like costumes and a lot of props and things like that and the whole like even scenes like the cantina where it's like aliens that look as if they're nothing close to human a lot of that was just makeup yeah and it's just so cool that they managed to create such a universe without having the CGI even though like they were that's why they were light years ahead I couldn't agree more. And then in the later movies, obviously went back to using costumes and actual yeah. physical props as opposed to even CGI. like the the Mandalorian as well. Like because like we we see like Mando's whole look, and the first time I seen it, I was like, oh my god, it's Django slash Boba. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. So um, well, yeah. can we trouble you for a favorite scene or moment, and one thing you would change about the trilogy? Um, my favorite scene is definitely from episode five when, um, Darth Vader, uh, reveals that he's this father to Luke and just kind of the, uh, the idea that the bad guys win in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, we kind of already mentioned both of the things that we would change, but, um, I wrote down, I would definitely change the Obi-Wan Darth Vader fight, um, to make it a little more, um, uh, ballet style a little more fencing some more aggressiveness it's kind of like i know like i said technology wasn't great back then but if you go on youtube and you watch like the remastered version of it mm-hmm. it makes a new hope look like it makes uh, it amazing yeah that fan edit is phenomenal but i have to give you some crap justice and point out something so Evan, our other co-host who isn't here loves a new hope like a lot of other star wars fans mm-hmm. but Justice here is a new hope hater. He literally texted me this week. If there was a gun to my head and the guy said, if you watch New Hope, you will live. I would just shrug and say, well, I lived a good life. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that I don't want to watch A New Hope and that I don't want, I don't like A New Hope. I think A New Hope has done, you know, it started Star Wars. It just, uh, I don't know. I like it's, it's definitely my lower of my list, which is super sacrilegious to say, but I mean, that's just how I feel. I mean, you can always say it's low on your list of Star Wars movies, but it's still high in the list of all movies. You know. Oh, of all time, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. And I'm just joking. I would definitely watch the movie. I don't know. <laughs> just in case <laughs> anyone is thinking of, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you I would got totally it. watch the movie. I was just trying. The reason I texted him that is because I was trying to. Uh, I wasn't at work, and I was explaining to them why five is better than four, and I was like trying to like get a across them how much more i liked five and so and then i was like yeah i kind of went overboard today gary and this is what i said (laughs) (laughs) no that's fair if you need to make a point you need to make it you know yeah i mean thankfully like justice and i have basically the same views on the original trilogy like i love five so much um because the vader luke fight where it leads up to that reveal of being the father i think is one of the best of all of star wars less because of like the crazy choreography i mean episode three you get just insane choreography for the fighting just the plot devices and the way they drive that forward are just phenomenal in episode five yeah i agree i mean 
I don't know about Bundy, but personally it has to be that scene where he reveals that he's Luke's father. I mean, when you think of a movie franchise and you think about the iconic line we were talking about... Wait, can I say it? Yeah, I can. So, episode 8, which will come out tomorrow, even though we're... Re- oh, that'll be three weeks ago at this point. See, I'm recording ahead of time because he's timeline issues. <laughs> so, um, we were talking about Lord of the Rings, and when you think of Lord of the Rings, you think of You Shall Not Pass. But for me, when you think of Star Wars, you think, look... I am your father, you know, it's it's the iconic line of the whole franchise for me. I would also just, oh, yeah. just I... like just like to point out the fact that um it, I think the most underrated thing and the thing that everyone misses about any Star Wars, and especially a New Hope since it was like the first the introduction of Chewbacca, the greatest character that's ever worked. <laughs> I'll give you that. Oh, for sure. We got a really spicy Wookiee voice on our most recent podcast from uh, one of the guys in Force Awakens. Like, it was impressive, dude. Like, Justice, you remember, like, we threw that in at the end as well. Yeah, I, I know I got a couple texts from people who are like, the Wookiee voice is my favorite part of the whole show. I'm like, well, that's that's cool. Like, uh, I mean, there was a lot of other cool things in there, too. But um... <laughs> I used to I used to practice the Chewbacca, like, Wookiee voice, right? So... I'll do it for you guys. I'll do two. And if you guys can tell me out of ten, be honest. Tell me what you think, right? Are you ready? All right, let's see this. I think that's a solid, like, seven out of ten there. Like, yeah, that no, I, that, that was an eight. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. <laughs> Gary, you got, you got yours ready? Uh, mine is, I think, a five out of ten tops. It's more of a... I like it. Nah, I'm but it, it, I just sound like a... Uh, I just sound like a prepubescent Wookiee who's like cracking <laughs> the whole time. Can you imagine what that would look like? A completely bald Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though because when, like, a lot of the time when me and you and, and even everyone else in our, our kind of group as well is like out on nights out, like, you, someone will just shout, Chewy! And then it's just like, I, I, ha- I have to do it so there's like an unknown, unwritten rule. Where as soon as someone goes chewy, I have to go. It's like Marco Polo, isn't it? Uh, literally. So then, then you can be standing having a conversation with someone, and they're just like, "Why did Why did you just do that?" <laughs> it's it a great conversation ender. If you want them to talk, stop talking to someone, you just need to really shout chewy. You're gonna do it next time he's talking to his crush, and then you just be like chewy. You know, it works. It does it. He's never backed down from it, which I really admire. Sometimes puts them off. Sometimes works other ways. So, I try. Know. I try and look them dead in the eyes as I'm doing it. Establish that alpha male. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, if we if we move on, if we go episodes one, two, and three, which, as we mentioned, have some more vocal criticisms of them in, in the community, can you tell me a favourite scene slash pivotal moment? And one thing you would change about that trilogy? Favorite scene that has to be... Well, see, I'm torn because I love the prequels probably way too much. But favorite scene probably right now is the Duel of the Fates fight with Darth Maul in episode one. Mm-hmm. We get him coming against Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Just the epicness, the music, all of that. Darth Maul just being such a menacing figure. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, that iconic scene where he brings the lightsaber down, one side comes out, then the other side lights up. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I would say my favorite scene is the Anakin versus Obi-Wan um, fight. Um, you you can't get anything better than that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, like, 
it's just a masterpiece in my opinion just like the way that especially when, like when they're swinging their lightsabers and they're not even hitting each other and it's just like oh like this is what i picture when i want to like you know when you're like little and you go outside and you play like lightsabers with your little friends and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. and then and then you go and then you watch the movie and you're like dang like i wish we could like choreograph these moves and go outside and do that like i don't know instead you hit your friend in the face and everyone goes to cry (laughs) well no i had a i had a darth maul lightsaber growing up and my friend literally um hit it so hard that he snapped it in half like in the middle part like in the movie so i literally had like then i had like just two red lightsabers instead of like a darth maul one and i was like dude like you broke my lightsaber like it was it was the worst that's a nightmare i mean oh about well, you oh no, that's epi- you know we've we've recorded some episodes ahead of time, so I'm getting a bit mixed up. But episode nine we have is nostalgia, which is okay to say that because it'll be out by this is going to be episode ten, and um, I was joking with my girlfriend about what I wanted for my birthday, and I said I wanted a lightsaber. I think it was my twenty second birthday, <laughs> and she said, "Oh, that's not a real thing." And then one of my friends mentioned. Oh no! Wait, you can actually get them made, and I was no way. And so she bought me one, and I've never wasted so much time just playing with it, swinging it around in the room. And when I told Bundy, he said, "What color is it?" I said, "Well, it's it's blue, obviously." And he said, "Right, I'll order the red one, but I'll get the double one like Darth Maul, <laughs> and we can fight." And I'm thinking, two guys in their mid twenties, but that still sounds fucking incredible. <laughs> if you go to if you go to like Comic Cons, they have those like indestructible lightsabers that you can craft yourself and like then like they'll have areas where people have like arenas where they fight. It's awesome. So I'm I'm super jealous that your girlfriend went out and got you a lightsaber. Oh, she wasn't happy about it. She's still not happy about it and to this day she still uses it to wind me up and <laughs> for example, if I'm sleeping and she's getting up early She'll hold the lightsaber right up to my ear and then switch it on. And then when you panic and open your eyes, all you can see is blue. So you freak out a bit. It's, it's pretty intimidating. So Less intimidating. Like Kyle Ren, like when Luke was about to kill him, just every single morning with your girlfriend. Very much. Exactly. I mean, she's less scary because she's about five foot one. But other than that, it's still pretty scary when you first wake up to it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually, my wife got me one of those lightsabers too. You, you were there for that, Justice, except you had been overserved slightly. Um, we went out for Halloween, and Justice went out as a priest, and I went out as a uh, half-assed Jedi. <laughs> I had like a bathrobe and this really like legit-looking lightsaber. Is that the night that I was like blessing everyone when they went? They should, probably should not have been blessed. You were forgiving them of their sins. Actually, you would like spritz a little bit of beer on them and like act like you're baptizing. <laughs> I can just Sac- imagine, like... Super sacrilegious. <laughs> I can just imagine Justice sitting there and being, and being like, like blessing everyone, but then someone sits there next to him and he, and he just starts going, did you ever hear the t- tragedy of Darth Vader's <laughs> the wise? <laughs> I thought not. <laughs> I think, no, the the one moment was the, I ran into a Pope, so it was a Pope and a priest, and everyone on the street was like, eh! This pub's lit. I think oh, uh, for for my so this is this is a a, a bit of a strange fav, favorite moment and also a thing I would change because it's both the exact same. But um, my favorite moment is Order sixty six because oh. I think mm. that it changed the whole. Not even just the films, but the the obviously expanded universe so much. 
but I really wish in the films that you've seen a bit more like gritty stuff to do with the Jedi because mm-hmm. obviously you see Obi-Wan and he's and you know that kind of stuff cool yeah whatever but like there's so many like and you guys all know as well there's so many other Jedis that at Order 66 either fled or survived or fought and, and I, I just think that would have been so cool just to see even just very short glimpses of like around uh, uh, like all the different Jedi that maybe we would have seen in in the expanded universe, or I don't know if that's hard because they maybe wouldn't have planned it at that point, but that would have been cool. Yeah. I um. So one of the things is that's really awesome about Star Wars is that it's not just the movies. There's the cartoon shows, mm. there's the video games, the comics, the books, and there are many, many um other mediums that go into a lot more depth about Order sixty six. So I get the the idea of wanting to see a lot of it, but like for me and Gary, we kind of were just like. Yeah, Clone Wars does a really good job of covering Order 66. Um, even like Jedi Fallen Order is all based off of Order 66 in the flashback. So like, yeah, yeah. If, if you were if you were like really looking for that grittiness, you should definitely check out those other mediums. Yeah, Especially well, that, Clone Wars, because yeah. like I know it gets written off a lot because it's a cartoon, but um, I mean Justice can attest to this too. Season one, Clone Wars, they're still trying to be a kids show. Season two, they come in and they're like, screw it, let's just make something dope. And then you have Darth Maul, like, severing people's heads, you have people committing suicide, you have, like, major murder, and it, they just throw the whole kid show concept out the window. Yeah. That's one of the best things about the Star Wars franchise, the fact that it's padded out so much and there's that many ways to find out more, to learn more, there's more content around that main storyline. There's this cool video where, I, I think it might be even like a TikTok or something stupid like that, but it's like the main thing that says like Star Wars is just or Star Wars of the Clone Wars is just for kids and then it proceeds with the next two minutes of just like the most brutal intense moments from like the whole like nine seasons or eight seasons and it's it's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. I really um I, I really like because I, I I've been trying to see if I can because I'm I'm watching so many different things just now. So I was trying to find time where I could start watching the Clone Wars because I obviously did think to start with that I was like, oh it's like kinda like kid friendly. But then I saw that like like Obi Wan and Darth Maul fight and I was like, wait, what? Like in a desert and I'm like, hold on. Yeah. And then I seen that like um uh, Savage Opress and um Asaji Ventress and all these different characters were in it and I was like, damn <laughs> I need to watch this. Yeah, it does look awesome. Uh, for, for me I'd say it has to be the Obi-Wan Anakin fight, as you said, Justice. It's that iconic fight, and we, we spoke about it in episode one of our podcast, favourite movie scene of all time. For me, it has to be that, because the lights, the music, the sound, I mean, if you have nothing on in the room but the TV, the whole room lights up blue with it flashing. It's, it's just an incredible fight. It is that pinnacle of that trilogy. It all leads up to that. It's just incredible, and the way it goes from that and transitions in, into the the next set of movies is phenomenal for me. One thing I would change though is I wouldn't I wouldn't have killed off Liam Neeson. I think he's such a great actor. <laughs> I rate him as an actor. I think he's awesome. But yeah, you know, has to die because that's the story. But <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. I uh, so I got we got some. I took your guys' notes and um, made into a Google Doc, and then Gary and I went through and just kind of like wrote in a bunch of stuff and um so we so we're gonna we like the prequels the most so 
prepare for some pivotal scenes that or we think is important and some we have three changes that we would make but um i think you guys said order 66 is a really big deal which it really is but i think some other pivotal moments um is definitely qui-gon dying um and having obi-wan having to train anakin because i mean that sets up the whole story but also that like really like cements this uneasiness with anakin because he was told that you know qui-gon would train him and i do believe that qui-gon would have been the best person for him um but then i also think another really big moment is when anakin chooses to cut off mace's arm and Mm -hmm. choose sidious then actually help with uh mace windu yeah Yeah, that was kind of like the point of no return like at that point anakin's doomed to go down to the dark side but even with the qui-gon thing like without qui-gon i definitely think that was what led to him going down because there's no way obi-wan could train him either because Obi-Wan's just kind of like a big brother type, but Qui-Gon is just, he's got that father figure vibe, partly because Liam Neeson is just amazing. Yeah. And he will find you. <laughs> yeah, um, I love slipping that line in any movie that Liam Neeson is in. It just makes it so much better. I think um, <laughs> like the same, on the same kind of thing as well, it's um, like, because when Anakin is in front of people like the Jedi Council and stuff like that, and he's quite outspoken, Obi-Wan like, tries his best to kind of reel him in and tell him off. Whereas if Qui-Gon was there with even one word, then he would have shut his mouth. Yeah, he would have just <laughs> nipped it right there and that would have been it. And I think that's like what you guys are saying because he would have been definitely the best guy for the job. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just like a... It's it's also that he like, it shapes Anakin because it's the loss of like a, a kind of mentor slash father figure and obviously... That's that could have, you know, lended itself to his whole, I can save people from dying kind of thoughts as well. So, yeah, because yeah, I I feel like Yoda just kind of writes it off. Mm-hmm. Um, we in our podcast we really definitely talk about we Yoda bash a little bit, but um, I I really do think that Qui Gon would have uh would have really taken those things seriously. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So the the things that we would change, or at least I would change, um, Gary, you can jump in and add a couple or uh, well, agree. like there's, I, I'm a little remiss on the last one you put there, but we can both agree the dialogue. George needs to hide, hire someone else besides himself to write the dialogue. Like yeah, he's just not. He's known as great world builder, but he cannot write dialogue to save his life, and that led to a lot of the super awkward scenes, like yeah, the, would, every yeah. Anakin and Padme scene. <laughs> oh no there's, I don't like sand <laughs> we talk about the sand thing all the time it's coarse and it gets everywhere <laughs> but that's like, um, that's why I don't know if you guys ever go on reddit but that's like prequel memes exist due to George Lucas like that is a, <laughs> that's what he has done oh yeah totally Um, but then the last thing this is more of like a I guess it's like there, there are uh, Gary and I are big into conspiracies. Um, so there's a Star Wars conspiracy that Jar Jar was actually supposed to be a Sith Lord. Um, and if you watch uh, a bunch of interviews with George and other writers, they talk about how because of the backlash of Episode One, they changed Jar Jar's arc. Um, and they kind of allude to the fact that he was going to be something more. So one of the things I would change is either you know him doubling down and making Jar Jar a Sith Lord like they were originally going to, or oh. just take out all the unnecessary Jar Jar moments. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine how. <laughs> well, actually, there's a, a fun conspiracy 
theory for you related to Star Wars. You know Ewan McGregor who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah. So when he was a, a lot, lot younger, he'd done a movie called Trainspotting. Have you guys ever seen it? Mm-mm. No. Uh, well, completely different for him. So basically, Trainspotting is about heroin addicts in Edinburgh <laughs> in Scotland and Ewan McGregor plays one of the heroin addicts and it's a group of friends and uh, years later, the... Um, at the end of the movie, he gets himself clean, but he's having all these hallucinations in his room. And then <laughs> there's this funny theory that Star Wars is just a really big Obi Wan Kenobi, like a, a really big hallucination of Ewan McGregor's character in Trainspotting. <laughs> <laughs> so when that's, he, that's he's good. like, so when he's like, you don't want to sell me death sticks. It's just him high as all hell, <laughs> trying to like. <laughs> You want to go home and rethink your life. That's exactly what he's doing. But um, they made a, a sequel recently, maybe, maybe two, only two years two, ago or something. Yeah. And it's like 20, 20 years after the original, roughly, and it's it's brilliant. I mean, I'd recommend watching it. Some some of it's pretty hard to watch because it's fairly harrowing, but it's a great great set of movies. Um, so if you guys are happy with that, are we okay to move on to episodes 7, 8, and 9? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So... 789, obviously the most recent, uh, the latest of which came out in December. Maybe get yeah. your guys' thoughts on the, the trilogy before we go on to favourite scenes and, and things you would change. What, what did you guys think of the trilogy? Also, we're halfway through, so it's time for another drink if if you haven't reloaded yet. <laughs> oh, that yeah. is a fair point. Yeah. Um, uh, Justice, do I want bourbon or do I want scotch? Both. I'm... I'm always a bur- I'm a bourbon guy, but you know I don't know how good your scotch is. Uh, it's bought by my father-in-law, so it's good. All right. Um, all right. So thoughts on the sequel trilogy? Okay, this is what I want to say first. Star Wars is Star Wars, and I will always love Star Wars. And even though I'm not a big fan of the sequel trilogy, there is someone out there who. Like me, when they saw episode one, that's how they view episode seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I don't want to ever be that person to tell them that, like, they're not a true Star Wars fan for liking seven, eight, nine, or, you know, like looking down on them for that being their favorite stuff. So, but I do think that there are a lot of flaws with seven, eight, nine. Um, yeah. I, I think that they should have made it where it was at least the all, all like one writer wrote the whole thing or having it all directed by JJ or all directed by Ryan. It doesn't matter like who did it. Just, I thought the, like the reason that there's all these flaws is because they had these different directors with different visions and it just didn't line up. Yeah. I kind of agree in that sense. And uh, obviously being taken over by Disney, um, some, someone that was speaking to compared it to Lord of the Rings. They said, so if you look at episodes one through six, those are like Lord of the Rings. Episodes seven, eight and nine are more like the Hobbit. And that they're more family friendly yeah. in a sense, and I could I could not agree more with that. Did you guys hear that there's like a cut by um, who, who the guy from uh, the, uh Topher um, Grace, the guy yeah, from Topher that Grace. 70s show, he did a 45 minute cut of the Hobbit movies because he's just that much of a nerd, and I highly respect that. That is a that's good effort. That's he took all the effort. all the unnecessary parts out. <laughs> to be fair, the fact that even like that. He himself knew there were so many unnecessary parts. Speaks volumes. Yeah, but, but uh, I'd have to agree with Justice on that. Like, 
the inherent flaw with the sequel trilogy is that it was under multiple directors and it wasn't a good established plan for the whole thing because mm-hmm. each movie individually i think has a lot to love it's yeah. just that the cohesion the cohesion isn't really there yeah and i know people are going to listen to this and be like well someone else directed episode five that's great but george lucas was there the whole time telling him what he wanted in the story and helped write the story so like it would have been fine if Ryan had done it, but the whole time JJ was like, hey, this is what I'm vision- envisioning and like this is what I would like for you to put in the story. So when I come in, he wasn't even supposed to do nine until they got rid of uh, Colin Trevor, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, uh, but like they, so I, th- I just think that there, like I said, there's, there wasn't cohesion and it really made it like for a hard, you know, episode nine where JJ just had to pick up all the pieces that Ryan left him. Mm-hmm. From watching the very first, like Star Wars uh, sequel, that you can get an idea of where you think th- it's gonna go, and a lot of the time you you can be wrong in some parts, but you can be largely correct as well. Yeah. And it's like kind of thinking like, how did we go from like handing the lightsaber to Luke to to then him being a force ghost and getting shot by Cat? You know, it's like nah, nah. I mean, well, it's almost, if you look at it similarly, although they had George, George Lucas there, is, I was getting mixed up because of what I'm about to say. When you look at Game of Thrones and they had George R. R. Martin for the last series and they ha- allegedly had him on hand to help with the writing, you you don't know how much interaction there was. I'd imagine, I'd imagine George Lucas was much more hands-on and much more involved in the Star Wars movies than George R. R. Martin was for Game of Thrones. Mm. Oh, for sure. To the point where it was kind of, it was pissing off the directors and the other people on staff, which is, <laughs> which was like, the guy compared it to like doing Hamlet, but having Shakespeare over your shoulder the whole time. <laughs> like, it's his baby. It's his baby. So like, it makes yeah. sense, but I can see how it was off-putting, but it led to much better material. Yeah. So like Ryan Johnson would probably be pissed having JJ over his shoulder the whole time. But then the trilogy would make a little bit more sense together. Hmm. But like each and, individual film has a lot in it that's really good. Yeah, the cinematography is beautiful. Each of them, I I really do enjoy eight. Um, I like how they kind of went like with the episode five um, vibe, and they uh, with the whole like raised parents are nobodies. Um, like they try to do that huge cinematic reveal, like they did. Um, and episode nine is fun too. Like they're all, they're, they're fun movies to watch. Like it's, again, it's, it's star Wars. Um, like, but you know, uh, and I think Ray's a great character. I think she's cool. Um, I think the fact that, you know, fanboys give Ray is utterly ridiculous and calling her a Mary Sue is so stupid. And, um, the only reason they're doing that, you know, like, it, like back in the day, Luke like learned the force rather quickly. So I don't think it's, um, fair to say that it's un- like that Ray shouldn't have learned the force really quickly too. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I also think the casting that they made for the episode 7, 8 and 9 was excellent. I think they got every character spot on with who they casted in the roles. I think like the, the, the issue that I have with it is if you look at, for example, Solo, a Star Wars story, the director was Ron Howard and that's a good film on its own. And then if you look at Rogue One, the director was Gareth Edwards, and that's a good film on its own. But if you were to do those two films, you like as a as you know 
one and two, you probably would maybe keep Gareth Edwards and not go with Ron Howard. So it's like the the fact that you know they've they've treated it almost as if it is like different films, and I think that largely like what you guys are saying was a big issue. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, like we keep on saying, like there there is a lot to love in this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, one of I think one of my things that I would change, other than have one person write the whole thing, is I kind of don't really enjoy the lightsaber fights. Um, I mean, nothing's gonna live up live up to episode three, but I really, um, I really wish that I mean, like the episode nine when like Ray and Kylo are fighting on the Death um, Broken Death Star. That's really cool with all the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, I don't know. Like I just, maybe it's just the fanboy in me wanting a little, wanting more. But uh, you know, I'm, I still enjoy I, that. That's something where we we argue about that ton because, like, I love the throne room scene. Yeah, in, that's uh, what I was going to the say. The Last Jedi, like that, I think is incredible. Like one of the best choreographed fights of all of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'd still count that, even though it's technically not a lightsaber fight. I'd count that as good enough for me. Like, I, heck, when we watched Last Jedi before we podcasted, uh, Justice fell asleep, and he's like, wake me up when the throne would see it happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but a little context behind that. I feel like we're getting, like, you guys are, th- or Gary, at least, but Gary always does this. He's throwing me shade a lot. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, when we watch movies, I just kind of, like, always, you know, kind of fall asleep, and I always tell Gary, like, give me, like, 15 minutes, and then I'll be up. So I wanted that 15 minute nap and I was like, make sure you wake me up for the throne scene because that <laughs> scene is the best scene of the whole movie. I, I agree completely. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. I think um, like it's weird though because when it comes to like what you were saying about the lightsaber fights, I think that's a big thing, but I, I, I did enjoy them. But the thing for me that I, that I would have changed was like having, having Kylo Ren slash Ben uh, like, and his like whole internal drama slash fight like who is he who isn't he that kind of stuff it's cool but it was just so 13 year old angst ish <laughs> that i was like oh come on because like, he, he's sitting there and like obviously like he, he, he's and i get though like everything but then it gets to the point where by the time that he decides to to kind of make amends I was like, fuck you, Kylo. Like, do you know what? You're a bitch. Like, I just hated him so much. But, like, <laughs> I, just, I just was so angry. But if they had made it so that he maybe wasn't constantly thinking, huh, killed my dad, I would love my granddad, I want to be an evil guy. Like, even if they had played more on the fact that when he had flashbacks, maybe the light side of the force came in and showed him Anakin slash Darth Vader's doubt, and maybe that played in his mind rather than him sitting staring at a helmet going, I don't know what to do. Uh, I, I don't like that kind of turned good at the end. For me, that's the one thing I would change. I would have him evil right to the end. Make it worse. Make, make it seem even more extreme, in my opinion. Maya, uh, yeah, you very love Kylo. I do feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kylo Ren because, like... He reminds me of all the things from Hayden Christensen, the prequels, that annoy the hell out of people. Like, mm-hmm. the whiny, like, Skywalker story <laughs> is going full blast for Kylo Ren, and I kind of love that. Like, yeah. like it's totally t- 13-year-old teenage angst, like, listening to Three Days Grace and My Chemical Romance <laughs> kind of <guy>. But, like, <laughs> but I-, I love that about him. 
it's, it's he's one of those characters you either absolutely love him or you hate him because he's just such like an insufferable dude. You yeah. either find that somewhat charming or you find it just absolutely terrible to watch. Yeah, and I think when that's I- like that's why like I was so on the fence to start with because like. When I, I always try and translate, and I don't know why I do it, but I always try and translate like how that person is feeling into like how how it would be for me at this present moment. And when I try and translate Kylo Ren into me, I just get a, I hate my parents, and I don't know if I should listen to rock music. And I know it's like it's like no. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean because a lot of people I spoke to have been like, Nah, Kylo's a like Kylo's such a good character, and I'm like, listen, like, nah. You need but a villain. You need a villain. You do need a villain. Although I think that, um, like, even the whole Snoke was like, because they never really explained much in the first one, and everyone was like, "Is Snoke this person? Yeah. Is Snoke that person?" And Snoke was just Snoke. I <laughs> know oh, he wasn't you know, the major. What about you guys? Do you guys have any? favourite scenes or things you would change other than what we've discussed already obviously well uh, speaking well, yeah. of the, the pivotal scenes we re- I wrote down that Kyle killing Snoke was super pivotal because in the original trilogy you were like who is this emperor and then you find out in six and then in, in the sequel trilogy they just kill him and they don't give you any explanation of who he is <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so another pivotal scene I thought was uh, like Ray finding the lightsaber, giving it to Luke, him tossing it, um, Snoke being Palpatine, and then Kylo dying. But okay, so my the thing that I would change, and, the, and if you listen to the our like four or five like renditions of us talking about the Rise of Skywalker, one of the my biggest complaints is what happened to Kylo. I I think it's really my biggest thing is the I don't like that Luke. Han and Leia all had to die so that Kylo would come back to the yeah. good side for a total of five seconds and then die. Like yeah. that's like, that is the one of the things that I just wish I could change about the, the whole movie or the whole trilogy is I don't care that the, those three characters died. Like it, it still hurts and like it, it, you know, eats at me that they passed away. But like, I think about I, it at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's the, it's the fact that like, they sacrifice themselves just for him to turn good for all about like three seconds. And then he dies again. Yeah, okay. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish justice, but okay. A lot of people were sacrificed for Vader's two minute redemption at the end of Return of the Jedi. Okay. Obi-Wan was sacrificed. Um, a whole ton of rebels died. Like you just named and- one main character and I named three. <laughs> um, should I name up all the young ladies who just got, Prematurely murdered <laughs> for Vader's oh. mental redemption. Mace Windu. Yeah. But Mace I, like, I, I don't know if this is technically me, me taking Justice's side. I hope, I hope it doesn't come across like that. Um, but it's like that. all of those things gave the idea or, or the feeling that Anakin was now fully Darth Vader and Darth Vader was forever evil. So that made it so that when he looks and he's and he's and he's he's like no, no, and he's like picks up Palpatine, and you're just like what? That just gave it an extra shock factor because you're thinking to yourself, this guy killed younglings, this guy's like killed his master, he was all in, and now he's like, do you know what? That's my kid. You're not killing my son. Yeah, 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone would disagree that Kylo Ren is nothing compared to Darth Vader. Hmm. And, like, um, character-wise, except for, like, the hardcore people who are Raylos online, who are, like, really into Kylo Ren. <laughs> I've like, never heard that, Tim. <laughs> oh, you've never, never heard, heard of Raylos? Oh, my <laughs> word. They are the people who... Uh, Raylo is their couple name, apparently. Um, you, uh, you haven't spent as much time with Star Wars Twitter. It's a cesspool. Um, but yeah, you get a lot of people on Twitter who just dedicate entire accounts just to like Kylo Ren and Raylo being a cute couple. It's, it's interesting. It's, yeah. We don't want to piss them off because they're a large part of the Star Wars fan base. So we love our Raylos. And they have the right to ship the two characters. It's just the, the, I don't know, the, I don't, I just don't like how they ended the series. And then even if you read the the star wars episode nine book it ends with them saying that it was a kiss of gratitude like what does that even mean like what what are we talking about here like did they make out because they liked each other or they just do like i don't kiss like someone because like oh i'm thankful for you know that you did this for me like that's weird i don't know you're never getting a kiss of gratitude at a nightclub that's just not something that happens it's like i'm not i'm not gonna be like okay justice okay gary come come here and kiss me because you've been on the podcast (laughs) like you know that's just not a thing well We'll see. Anyway, uh, <laughs> well, we're not saying we'd say no to that, but we say it's just not a good plot device. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you guys are happy with that, we're we okay to move on to the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, just a, a quick pit stop here because, let's be honest, we're all going to th- agree it's fucking awesome. It is excellent. It's one of it's one of two TV series that came out, and I believe just sort of scrapped the. The blueprint, if you like, for a TV series said, fuck it, let's make it fun, let's make it enjoyable. It'll have a story, but we want action and, and good content between The Witcher and The Mandalorian. Last, those are probably my favourite two series that have came out recently. I would, I, I agree. The And Chernobyl, I don't know if you've seen that yet, but you should watch that yeah. one. Oh yeah, Chernobyl's, Chernobyl's incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, The Mandalorian is definitely by far the best star wars thing that has come out in a really long time like clone wars is good rogue one solo the sequel trilogies but like if you break it down like the mandalorian is just like so far like above those guys i think it's so good it's so much fun to watch it's really incredible and like what i love about it is it both pays ode to the old star wars but doesn't like kind of hang off of the nostalgia like the sequel trilogy, a lot of people hate it just because it's not New Hope. It doesn't have the same feel. They just don't want something new. This yeah. kind of leans into the fact that it's something new, and they're kind of like you guys saying, they're like, screw it, let's just make something awesome that's in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And like Westerns weren't cool for a while, but now, you know, like them doing this, it makes it, you know, cool again. The, the, I like the, the idea that, again, that Star Wars is a space Western. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And obviously, uh, is it is it later this year that the see season two is meant to be coming out, or is it the following year? Uh, I believe it's coming out in October, but don't quote me on that. But uh, shameless plug: we're probably going to be interviewing soon somebody from the Mandalorian, one of the <gasps> stuntmen from it. So. Really? Yeah, so we're psyched about that, and we're very disappointed in non-disclosure agreements. Otherwise, we would get all the dirt off the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, anyone who's listening to this, definitely tune in for that. We all will be. <laughs> um, 
So if it's October later this year, we'll hopefully do an episode on it. Maybe be able to get you guys back on if you're interested. We can have a discussion oh, for sure. around that. Because um, we're doing something similar for The Witcher, hopefully around the time that's going to yeah. be coming out. We've got to all oh. rewatch the first season and, and go through I that. I love The Witcher so much. Oh, that's awesome. Could do my, hot take is that the, that. my hot take is that The Witcher is better than Game of Thrones. All I, eight seasons of Game of Thrones combined, The Witcher but season one's better. I did say... I had this argument Wait. for ages between Game of Thrones, Vikings, and The Witcher, and we are this. This could just take a mad tangent, so we'll, we'll get a quick take from <laughs> a hot take from Bundy, and then we're going to move on to what you want to see for right. series two of the Mandalorian. So to, to to sum up how I feel, Justice, about what you just said, I would say these following words. Thanks for listening to the time and putting. <laughs> nah, <I'm kidding. laughs> nah, I think that it was a very, very good series, and that if if they continue with that level, then it potentially is going to be a contender. But um, if we, I, I go by the uh, the Monday official Game of Thrones seasons where uh, the last two don't exist. Uh, it's just, it's just <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I just don't know if it can take the title just yet. Soon, maybe, but not, maybe not just yet. In scale, it's probably going to get closer with them. Yeah. So, but tell me what you guys are are hoping comes with series two of the Mandalorian. So there's a lot that's kind of already been teased online. That if you're not a hardcore Star Wars fan, you might not be familiar with. Um, like, okay, they mentioned that characters such as Ahsoka Tano and Sabine Wren are going to be coming on. Which, if you're not a Star Wars fan, you're like, all right, cool, who are these people? But if you're a Star Wars fan, you're literally, like, crapping yourself hearing that. <laughs> like, uh, Ahsoka is one of the greatest characters in Star Wars. You have to watch the Clone Wars to know more about her. But, like, she was the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker between episode two and episode three. And uh, so we're incredibly excited to see her in The Mandalorian yeah. and see how that could... I forget, is it uh, Rosario Dawson, I believe, is the actress who's going to be playing her and seeing her performances. Ahsoka is going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah, to be able to see Ahsoka and Sabine in a live action is just something that Star Wars fans have been wanting for a really long time. Um, also, they're bringing back Boba Fett um so that's that's something to look forward to uh we we've talked about this gary and i aren't the biggest boba fett fans but there's a lot of love for him and i think he's a really cool character so um i'm excited to see what he happens in that in season two um i feel like we need to just tell you when you said we aren't boba fett fans me and bundy both turned looked at each other (laughs) from a safe distance to say what the fuck did he just say did he just say he wasn't (laughs) right Okay, okay, okay. You need to justify that. You need to back that up. Listen, (laughs) Boba Fett literally doesn't do anything in the in the whole series. He literally just like he finds out that okay, if you read the comics, he finds out that Luke is a Skywalker and tells Darth Vader, and then the dude falls in falls in the Sarlacc pit. That's like he's like the phasma of the OG trilogy. Hold on, he ends he ends up as the clones. Plus, plus. He has a jetpack and a cool helmet, which yeah, is not yeah. to be underrated. And, and I and I and I did say that he was a very very cool character. I'm just <laughs> saying that he's he's not like I, I don't know. He's just he's there's a lot of other cooler characters. That's all I'm trying to say. What's I'm not he, trying to start at anything. My, he's like my, he's like the the really attractive person at a party, like the like hot girl sitting in the corner who's just not talking. You're like, oh, she's really cool. It's like, no, you're not. She's not cool. She's just hot. And that's all Boba Fett is. He doesn't really do much. He just sits there looking awesome. My 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 final thing on like the on the Mandalorian right is that why 
like or how and what has happened to, so that Moff Gideon has the dark saber. Yep, exactly. Uh, I'm like, I, I seen it and I was like, what is that? Is that a, is that a, is that a baton? Is that what is what is that? Because that, <laughs> that looks like the dark saber, but it can't be because that's Moff Gideon, and that and. You know what? What? What would? What it's would almost happen? like you look at series like The Mandalorian. And you think, oh, good, this will clear up some of the the lesser known lore, or maybe dive it deeper. It just gives more questions. It's it's an endless run of digging deeper and making you want to listen to more, which that makes and, it so incredible. Oh right, and I'm I'm hoping that they give us a little more backstory on the Yoda species. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm hoping in season two. That would be good, definitely. So if we maybe speak briefly about the games before we get into the, the quiz and pit you guys up our res- against our resident quiz expert, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me as I said that as if to say, well, it's not me. <laughs> uh, so we've seen recently the trailer for Squadrons. Are you guys going to get it? Uh, see, I like, I'm hyped about anything Star Wars, but I also know I suck so hard at any kind of flying game. So I don't want to like spend forty bucks on something that's just gonna make me pissed off for the occasional like nerdy moments being like, oh hey, look an Ewok. Although I did hear the price point for this game is going to be about, I I don't know what it'll be over your guys' way. It was going so a normal game is maybe fifty pounds over here, yeah. and this game is going to be about thirty pounds. So I don't know what it's like over over your guys' side of the pond. If it's maybe usually sixty, this one might be forty. You know. Yeah. It's normally sixty, and this one's gonna be forty, which I really appreciate that EA is doing that. But um, I probably will wait to get the game just because, like Gary said, I'm I'm such trash when it comes to flying games, and um, even like in a Star Wars Battlefront games, I don't think I've ever gone into like the airplane or like a a pilot or. Be, like do a ship thing because I really just don't like doing it. <laughs> so yeah, I like to think of myself as 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 a bit of a pro demon, um, because I love flying games. And even in Warzone, like we would play Warzone a lot, and it's like if if someone is in the helicopter pilot seat, n- no, leave. That's my seat. And it's like I just love flying Dude, games, you... so I think that I'm going to enjoy it. Dude, you need to play some uh, Warzone with Gary, Evan, and I. Oh, do you except guys we Warzone? are, except we are just god awful at that game. Oh uh, well, we are not much better. If <laughs> well, we're being I, I, I said but that I was an excellent pilot. Yeah, Other but nothing that. else. Like I am, I am, I will fly you anywhere you want, and you will be safe for the entire trip as long as we are in the air. As soon as we're on the ground, goodbye. I, I was playing today <laughs> solos, and I got to twentieth, died, went to the gulag, and then I waited in this little tower by myself with a pistol. Until I got third place, and I felt pretty proud of myself. <laughs> hey, it's a good tactic. I mean, look at Fortnite where you hide in bushes, it, it works. So, oh, actually, we'll definitely get you on for a, a game at some point, even if we record it, because um, we do some Twitch as well. So, that might be some good fun to, to play some Warzone with you yeah, guys. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever played it, but I, I've been doing a, a God of War, the 2018 version, Let's Play. Um, One of the best games of all time. Yes, just this. Yes, come on. I thought you were the only one that said that. Nah, amazing. Literally amazing. Like, and so I thought to myself, what better game to choose than one of the greatest single player games ever made? And yeah, I'm glad you said that. Because between the the three of us, Bundy's big on single player games. I mostly play shooters like Destiny and um, 
Call of Duty, and Craig is the biggest Elder Scrolls fan you will ever meet. Yeah, Skyrim. Mm. Dude, is the the Skyrim still got the thing where it has like a ten minute loading scene for them to get to a new spot? <laughs> yes. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> we, we won't talk about that. So Craig will phone us when he hears. Hey, I heard what you said about Skyrim. So um, that wraps up the sort of interview section and, and discussing the, the TV show. We're going to go on to a quiz for a full disclosure. Myself and Bundy are in the same location at the moment, but he is currently moving over to one side. And I'm disconnecting my laptop from the monitor so he can't see what I have here. So I've omitted the questions from the notes from you guys. Okay, you'll be okay to sit there. Right, right, okay. My okay. body is ready. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay to say that it's fair to say that you guys are, are pretty close to being experts. So we're going to take turns at who answers first just in case you decide I'm... I'm just got to copy an answer. I am so, so nervous. <laughs> you, I mean, well, you, you guys are the resident experts on podcasting. No shame. I think it's that two p.m. and I'm drinking whiskey. My brain's not be working quick. The thing is, though, right? It's like it's like I, I'm nervous because you guys are the Pod War podcast, but I'm also nervous for you guys because you guys are the Pod War podcast. And if you if you if you get it wrong. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, I'll swung round, I'm facing Bundy, and I'm looking at him as Chris Tarrant does, with complete hatred. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, we've got three questions and one tiebreaker, just in case. So we'll go with the first one, we'll start with you guys. Well, we do it separately, so it's three different scores. Yeah, we'll do it that way. We'll start with Gary. Mm-hmm. What does AT-AT stand for? Oh, <laughs> what the hell? You can say um, pass, and then it'll, it'll pass to the next person. Oh, all-terrain armored transport. Okay, Bundy? Uh, I would also say all-terrain armored transport. Justice? I agree. Okay, we'll, we'll have a point there. I'm going to start with two easy ones, I would say. So, what species is Jabba, Justice? Oh my gosh. Um... This one surprised me. I'm gonna go with slug. I don't know. Slug. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bundit. Um. I, I thought he was that. I thought he was a hut. Okay. Got it. Yeah, he's a hut, which is a family and a species. How yeah. is that a species? That's what I was surprised about. That's right. I thought huts were just like a gang or a, a mob, but no. Thumbs out. That's the species. So there we go. It's it's also a language. Hot teas. So, yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't know. It's like, okay, all right, well, <laughs> whatever. Okay, so we've got one one zero at the moment. Bundy, I'm going to come to you first. Right. Where do Luke and Obi-Wan Kenobi meet Han and Chewie? Oh, oh, um, where do they meet Han and Chewie? Luke and Obi-Wan. It must be Tatooine. Tatooine. Okay, Justice. The Mos Eisley Cantina on Tatooine. Gary? Yep, Mos Eisley Cantina. Ooh, okay. We have Gary on two points, Bundy on one, and Justice on one. So, it goes without saying that Gary is the resident expert here. Woo! Good to say that he's on the podcast. However, we do need a tiebreaker. 
between Bundy and Justice. This is good. It goes to a head to head. If you had to take a bet, Gary, who would you bet on here? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll go with my just like shaving on Justice being towards Bundy. Oh, okay. Bearing in mind, I have known Bundy for a very long time, so for that reason, I'm going to go with Justice. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go. It's a two-part question. Got to get you guys to tell, make a noise when you're ready to answer. Okay, as quick as you can. If, Bundy, if this question is the what is the species that Jabo eats, I'm literally going to smack you guys because I can't remember that species. So. I promise it's nothing to do with Jabba. Okay? okay. So we're going to go for a buzzer. First one to answer wins. If you get it wrong, it passes to the other person. Bundy, can you give us your buzzer noise? That's a good call. For this one. Justice, can you give us a buzzer noise, please? Beep. Lame. We've got this the wrong way around. Okay, here we go. Darth Vader's chest piece has something written on it. What language is it in? And if you know, what does it translate to? Go for it. What language is it in, Bundy? Uh, it's in English and it says, uh, I'm a bad ass. Okay, that's wrong. So yeah. that I had so much confidence. Um, it's the language of Dathomir. I don't know what the actual name of the, that language is called, though, and I have absolutely no idea what it says. Well, according to the website that Amazon, it's ancient Hebrew. <laughs> ah, I'm, all right. I'm more inclined to trust Justice's answer if we're being brutal honest, but apparently what it says is his deeds will not be forgiven until he merits. Gary, do you know that? I did not know that. My guess was 1138, which is the Easter egg George Lucas throws in every one of his films. Mm, that would have been a good guess. Oh, that would have been a good guess. I thought um, I'm a bad, I'm a bad ass. Um, I mean, yeah, I thought that would have been good. I've forgotten on how good the answers were. I think we need to give it to Vandu on that one. But <laughs> saying that to me, that's pretty damn close. We'll call it a tie. We'll say get. We'll say Pod Wars podcast is one because Gary yeah. obviously yeah Gary is the one smashed the competition. Congratulations, guys! Oh, thank you. Treat if you want to see uh, if you want to see us lose, go listen to our uh, Trivia Pursuit one, and you can watch listen to us uh, Parker just kick our asses. It was that. Okay, that's us plugged back into the main screen again. Perfect. So. Just wanted to say if there's anything more you guys wanted to talk about around Star Wars, are you guys quite happy with that so far? Yeah. Um, thanks for having good. us on the show, guys, and everything. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, thanks. For that. I mean, if you guys have got social plugs, feel free to make them now. We'll um, get them off of you after the show, and we'll put them in the description. Um, you can check us out at Podwars Podcast on Twitter. Um, if you have any questions or want us to talk about something on the podcast, you can also email us at askpodwars at askpodwarspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can follow me at, at J-T-A-U-M-A-N-15 on Twitter. Or it might be five. Yeah, it's five. Um, <laughs> I've been drinking, guys, all right? <laughs> uh, but if you give us a, a shout-out or like um... – like a thing you want to include on the show. Most of the time we like to include that stuff on, we have a whole Twitter tidbits section where we just include random stuff that people talk to us on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So like get in touch with us at Pop Wars podcast and we'll gladly include anybody's stuff on there. 
And as you've seen by the quiz, they're obviously very knowledgeable guys. They know a lot about Star Wars. And they're very friendly guys, very easy to talk to. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, just gotta say again, Witcher is better than Game of Thrones. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> just this. Uh, he oh. might be right. He might have something. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining us for this pod was really appreciate it yeah really um, appreciate it Gary I'm sorry that your co-host thinks that the Witcher's better than Game of Thrones uh, <laughs> listen, it, might, it might reach it not yet but it might yeah. so um, our socials if we're right in saying this at time in podcast one for Twitter correct and then Instagram is time underscore in underscore podcast we are on YouTube iTunes and Spotify because you just type in time in podcast we should appear and as of midweek one of our friends listened, we asked for some feedback and he said, you know you don't need to tell everyone your socials, you can just get a, what was it called, a link tree and put that in the description. We were like, listen, obviously we know that. We didn't. But we, we acted like we knew that. So <laughs> We're going to start doing that as of next week, hopefully. So thanks for that, guys. Really appreciate it. Cheers. 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 So if you guys are looking for a fun drinking game, you got to play the Attack of Clones drinking game. Every time Anakin and Padme are awkward as all hell, shot when he, when he t- talks about sand, and <laughs> every time the C-3PO is also annoying as all hell. <laughs> Good old five.